Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. All right, all right, all right, all right. Y'all know who this is tonight. This is your boy, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy, on Counting Politics tonight. Tonight's going to be a great show. We have a great special guest that's going to call in tonight. Um, she's part of history. Uh, she's going to tell us her story. Um, about what she was going through, what she'd been through. Um, she's going to be on lighting show. A lot of things have been going on since last week. Uh, yeah, just delivered. I got a message. Uh, um, a lot of things going on about the shooting out there in Las Vegas. Prayers going out to families or the loved ones they lost. Um, it's about 31 people <clears throat> in Los Angeles County that, that passed away in California out there. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is how many shooters were at approximately shooting. It wasn't just one shooter. They said it was about three shooters. So look up um, shooters on the fourth and fifth floor you actually see uh, what's going on out there. The other propaganda part about what goes on, because a lot of things we see, it's not what we're looking at. So we have to be very careful on what they put in front of us. Uh, let's see if this is our guest on the line. Hold on, let me see. Hello, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is Company Politics. Who is this on the line? This is Nina, Nina Womack. Hello, Nina. Hold on just a moment. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I was just, you know, doing the introduction right now. So, I uh, was just talking. Can you hold on just a moment? Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is Confident Politics. This is T250.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. We are live on T25 Network. Um, you can tune in, get the app on your phone, get the app on your computer. Uh, it's a worldwide radio station, 24 hours, like just like Pandora, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. Uh, we do distribution of independent artists. You can look up. Uh, you can actually put a movie on the line. You can actually see. The movie that we actually made, T25 made, is called United We Stand. It's about the different artists from all over the world fundraising in Africa with this film, you know, making a difference around the world. Uh, check it out. You can go online and check it out. I think it's about five ninety nine to check it out. Anybody else have a film they want to display and let the people from around the world to check it out? Come to the format at T250.com. Got to talk radio. T25 
This is your host tonight, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Our special guest tonight, like I say, that sometimes the last minute I get some of the best guests. Tonight is a special phenomenal woman. Uh, been there and done that. Been doing phenomenal things in the community. Uh, have programs. Don't tell us her story. Um, her name is Nina Womack. Um, hello, Nina. How are you today? Hey, Lorenzo. How you doing? I'm fine. I'm blessed and highly favored and more than that. You know what I mean? Because if I'm not doing the right thing, I'm doing the wrong thing. So I'm trying to do the right thing. Thank you for coming to the show tonight. At the last minute, I just, you know, you just stepped up because I love your story when I was talking to you. Uh, and I think the world needs to hear, you know, who's out here, who's out here doing other great things. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if they can change Columbus Day to a, change the name to Columbus Day to another day, uh, we can make a difference in our community to let you know there's something that's not right out there. So it's our opportunity to step up. Maybe they could call that day one of the days of what we do. You know what I mean? So that's our focus is to stay focused, do something positive to create us a day out there. So, um, like I said, I just start my show. It's real early. You know what I mean? But I'd rather just go ahead and start it early. Uh, you might have some things to do. Uh, I know you had a long day. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? who you are, you know, what state of mind you're in, really, because people want to know who they're talking to. Anybody, you know, because you know it takes the span of listening, somebody listening to you is 30 seconds, so this show's going to last two hours. So uh, can you just let the world know who you are, what you do, what you're about, and what your focus This is your show. Um, you have an opportunity to advertise yourself yourself out there, because you do a lot of stuff. Like I said, you need a Womack, and that's a big name. I'm just saying, you know, it's just feeling like it is. You know, that's the Womack, the Womack. So you was part of that during, uh, that era. You know, you was there. You've been there. Then we're going to talk about that. Um, the Womack, about the Womack family. Not all get all, I'm not all political like that, but you can tell us your version of what you, you know, and that's powerful. That's a great sure, family to represent. That's a great family to yeah, oh, represent. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? That ain't a bad name yeah. not to say. You feel? That's a name to be proud of to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Regardless of whatever happened, that's a name to be proud of, and I appreciate you calling in on Q25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. Trust my, uh, my show, Compton Politics Worldwide tonight. Uh, we have yeah. Nina Womack. So what actually you, uh, you, brought you this far, you know, because you've been there, you've done that also. You feel what I'm saying? I'm going to just put it out there. You've been there, done that. So we ain't just got no little uh, uh, nice ladies. Used to, they never used to be nice. Used to be like me. You know what I'm saying? So y'all know yeah. my story. She's just the woman so, version. So tell us <laughs> my story. Yeah, so basically I just want to start off saying I'm so honored and thankful to be on your show, Brother Lorenzo, because I've heard some wonderful things about you, and I know that you are a man, a soldier out here in the trenches. I'm a soldierette out here in the trenches, so I know that we will have some some great synergy together to be doing some things. Uh, I do want to start off by saying, can you hear me fine? Am I fine? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Okay. So uh, basically, I was born and raised in South Central Los Angeles. Um, I started out as a child actor like and a print model. As, as, as soon as I was able to speak, I knew I wanted to be an uh, actress. And my mother was a, uh, she was a former actress, and she turned into a drama teacher and English teacher 
for LA Unified throughout the uh, inner city school system. So she taught at Fauche, she taught at Manual Arts. You know, she was committed to educating the inner city youth about dramatic arts and English. And so she, um, I just naturally inherited her gifts. So I was out here as a child actor, um, landing gigs. I got signed with a professional uh, agent, which at that point they were a really, really big agency. They, my mother was taking me on a doctor's appointment in Beverly Hills, and we got on an elevator. And so this agent, this talent agent, was in there, and he asked if I was an actress, and my mother told him yes. And so they immediately wanted to sign me and started putting me out uh, there on for different auditions. And I landed a couple of guest t- uh, starring TV roles. I had been doing print modeling, and at the same time, being this young, you know, vibrant, shining bright actress, little young actress in the hood, I was being sexually molested, too, at the same time by uh, neighbors, by uh, a grandfather on my father's side and stuff, and so I was experiencing a lot of childhood trauma in the form of physical and sexual abuse. So that started to put my light out. That little child, jubilant, you know, bright child, like I just started feeling really negative and scared inside. And then by the time I hit 12 years old, I turned into a juvenile delinquent. So I started smoking cigarettes and smoking weed at 12 and ditching school. And just I turned like from this little bright light to like the worst kid ever. You know, I my mother, here she is as a teacher, um, and I'm the teacher's daughter. I was at going to Fauche for a while, and she was uh, my homeroom teacher, and I never went to class. You know, she had no control over me. And so I wound up going to like seven, I went to seven different junior high schools. I kept getting kicked out or I would drop out. And then, um, and then by the time I was in high school, I went to a continuation school and had to take the GED to get out because I had earned no credits. Like I was the girl with the group of girls who was in the bathroom during school smoking cigarettes and drinking and getting high. That was like my whole lifestyle. Then, um, so I took the GED and got out in high school. And then when I was like 18, uh, by then I had been doing cocaine. I was in the 90s. So, you know, I was snorting and smoking and stuff. And then I decided to sell. Uh, One time my mother, I was living at home and my mother busted me. She came in the room and found me smoking. And so she uh, told me to get out the house. So you know, as a to have a sense of survival, I got off into the streets and I started selling so I can have a roof over my head. And so, you know, all the stuff that comes with that, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. I put myself in situations where I was gang raped, you know, running around with gangsters and all that stuff. Um, Several times I had been raped as a teenager and as a young adult, um, living that type of lifestyle. And then, so I was going through that period of darkness and just really, really angry, really, really negative. I used to fight with my mother, like physically fist fight and cuss her out. And I'm the baby of four. So everybody, you know, labeled me as the black sheep of the family. Why is Nina so bad? Oh, she's so horrible. But they didn't understand that I was in pain. I was in 
mental anguish, and there was nobody there during that time we didn't talk about childhood sexual abuse and stuff. So it was nobody there to really that I could talk to and could understand. I couldn't even really understand what I was going through. I just knew I was angry and mad at the world. So then by the time I hit like about 24, I was pregnant with my son. And um, and so my brother-in-law, my sister, my older sister's husband, he was like, he said, Nina, you're not doing anything with your life. You know, you're a bum. And he says, what are you going to do? And that just like really hit me hard because I had already heard a lot of negativity as a teenager about how bad I was. And then my brother-in-law just reinforced that by calling me a bum. So, you know, I I just was like, okay, I got to make a change, and I have to show him, I have to show my family that I could do better. So I was trying, I said, okay, I'm going to go to college and do something with my life. And I didn't know what I was wanted to study. You know, my dad had said, well, Nina, why don't you go and, and be a nurse? But I wasn't really feeling that, and I was trying to think. And then something said, Nina, return to your childhood dream. What did you do as a kid that you loved? And that was acting. That was theater. So I went to um, college. I went to LACC, and I had to start at the bottom. I had to take the basic math, pre-algebra, because I had taken none of those classes in junior high and high school. I was just never there. So I took the basic classes in junior college, and my first semester, because I had decided to get my degree in theater, it turned out that I was an honor roll student. Like, I had got A's. All in junior high and high school, I had straight fails, Lorenzo. I remember I had one D one year, and I was so proud after that D because it was always failed. So, so um, to find out that once I went to college that I was I had the potential to be an honor roll student and make A's was, like, surprising to me for my first year in college. I couldn't believe it myself. But I went on to win the President's Award. I was on the dean's list. I wound up getting scholarships because of my high achievement, uh, intellectual achievement at school. And then also when I was a teenager, I met um, Bobby Womack's nephew, and he was my childhood sweetheart. And so we had dated, uh, had been together over the years, and we got, got decided to get married at 19. So I married him at a very young age, and, you know, we had a pretty um, out there relationship. It was, you know, it was violence, but it was also love. We were like a, like the young teenage love, but then we were both in, had our own issues going on. So, you know, it would be arguing and fighting there but we loved each other a lot. So um, then when we were in my early 20s, that's when uh, the situation, our relationship didn't work out. And uh, I got, uh, you know, I divorced him, but I'm still really close to the family to this day. You know, I still talk to him. I had always been around Bobby Womack, and my mother-in-law was Mary Wells. From um, you beat you know from Motown, she sang my guy, and you beat me to the punch. And so I lived with her for a while with my uh, ex-husband when I was married. And so um, then going back to me becoming an honor roll student in my um, mid twenties, and I was pregnant with my son. Um, 
I decided to, you know, make this switch for the better. And and also God, God was in my life at that time. So, you know, I felt like I needed to make a change for the for the positive too for God. So, um, as I began to transform and stuff, something even though I was doing good in school, it was something inside of me that I still felt unworthy. Like if it was somebody that was intelligent and they were successful and they were doing well, I remember back then it was hard for me to even talk to them or look them in the eye because I was filled with so much bitterness and anger and and self-hatred and stuff. So I didn't even feel comfortable being around people that were progressive. I was the type of person that would talk negative about somebody that was doing good. You know, all the kids that was in school, straight A students, I used to call them nerds, you know, when I was young or they square and tease and look down on them. So then I um, said something inside me said, Nina, you have so much junk inside you, so much pain, you got to get all of this stuff out. It was like the spirit was guiding me. So I started doing, going through this self-help path of, you know, going to see a therapist, talking to somebody, because I knew that I didn't like myself inside, and I had major anger issues and stuff. So I went and took the initiative to go into therapy and talk to someone. And I remember my mother used to say when we had such a a horrible relationship and we would be fighting, she'd say, Nina, you know, you're bipolar. And so my uh, therapist said, you're not bipolar at all. What you do have is post-traumatic stress disorder from all your past abuse. And she said, you know, that's very typical. So she helped. She was just listening to me and was just like an ear to let me vent all the anger and and the pain that I went through. I spent a lot of times in sessions just crying and stuff. Then I decided to heal. It came to me to start writing, journal writing. So I wrote all my pain out. And to this day, Lorenzo, I still have notebooks that I saved from when I was young where back then I would write, I hate you, Nina. I wish you would die. You're ugly, all of that. And now my journal writing is how I can accomplish all things, how beautiful and intelligent I am. Like, it's just a 360-degree transformation because I took the steps on my journey to the path to heal. You know, I listen to motivational speakers like Oprah Winfrey and Les Brown and so many others that, you know, encourage you to be positive. And I remember there was at one point in my life back then where positive people made me like I just thought they were like so fake and now here I am that same positive person I'm always telling somebody you can accomplish what you want love yourself love others you know so um so I graduated from college with my degree in theater uh back in the late 90s and I've been out here Lorenzo using my God-given talents that I had as a child I still am an actress I do film, I do theater, I do TV, I'm also a director, I'm a producer, I produce film, I produce events, Um, I work a lot in the South LA community doing community festivals, I program the kids' areas um, to put together, you know, uh, shows and stuff in our community because that gives the outlet for kids like I was who was 
you know, didn't have much opportunity maybe growing up in the hood or you're troubled or whatever. I feel like it was the arts that kind of pulled me out from all of that where I wasn't so under where I was just lost to the world forever. Because as you know, Lorenzo, like I know, I drive and sometimes I see the people that I used to sell to or that were smoking dope way back then, you know, and they still doing the same thing. And I haven't looked back. I haven't been in that lifestyle in so many years. It's unbelievable. But um, I have directed a gang prevention documentary called Exit Strategies, which focuses on gang members uh, that successfully exited and how they did. Because even though I wasn't banging, I was affiliated. I hung out with them. And I feel like, you know, I feel a kinship to them because I know what it's like to have been down at the bottom or been bad and then or what people perceive as bad, label you as bad, which is we're really just hurting. But to be able to transform and, you know, exit out of that lifestyle and change your life around. So that's what I'm out here doing now. Like I'm out here, uh, I have a program that I recently launched last year called Let's Be Whole, and Let's Be Whole is a multimedia brand that is um, promoting mental health and physical health education for the underserved communities. So for the black and Latino communities that may not get a chance to learn how to uh, eat right or learn what's proper food to eat, you know, nutrition or where we need to be going as far as we don't have to be in this anger, we don't have to be scheming and crying and in a state of stress all the time, that it's okay to be peaceful and to breathe and relax and stuff. So with Let's Be Whole, I do. A, I have a television show, and I go out and interview um, various natural healers that are herbalists. You know, that's where our, our ancestors from Africa and from different indigenous lands, they used the land. They used plants for healing. You know, for any ailment that you had, people survived way before the pharmaceutical industry on natural organic plants for medicine and for food and for nutrition. So I want to encourage us to go back to that state because all these chemicals and stuff that we're taking in is really, you know, is really destroying us. So I just want to get us right because there's too many of our brothers and sisters that's perishing, that's getting locked up, that's dying of diabetes, high blood pressure, and if we just keep on letting it go the same way, we're not going to be here anymore. Nobody's going to be here. So I feel like it's my calling to just remind us to keep healthy and be the best that we can be mentally, physically, and spiritually, that we can achieve our dreams, our talents, and our goals, go back to what you love to do in the past as a child and develop those talents so you can be happy in whole, mind, body, and soul. So that's what I'm about. Um, I've been going out to, like, mental health facilities to different um, – I'm getting ready to organize on, in November a health fair, a wellness fair for uh, young parents that this nonprofit brought me on to organize their event, and uh, it's going to be some phenomenal workshops. I asked Lorenzo today to be a part of that, so he's going to be there speaking to, empowering these young parents, and that's what it's about. When you've hit rock bottom, when you have no other place to turn to and you start rising, 
It's like you just start align, getting aligned in alignment with God to do the right thing, to help other people, to pull them out because you've been down in the grave once. And now it's time for you to reach back and pull them out. And that's what I feel like my calling is. Hello? Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me now? now? Okay, all right. I'm going to touch that. So what I was saying was uh, you said some very strong and lighting things. I'm going to open up the lines right now. Um, I love everything you were saying. Um, man, that's powerful. And I'm glad we're coming together as far as what we're going to do. Um, yep. Chief. Hey, man. Uh, on the line. How you doing, sir? You hear this conversation? Oh, oh man. Man, the sister is just dynamic. And, Thank you. you no, know, sister, we, we, I hear you. I feel you. You know, and with all the shows that we have done here on Galaxy Talk Radio, I think it's over a thousand. And there's just maybe 40, 50% of them, we hear these type of stories. And I call them success stories because when people, it's very easy to fall victim to something like what you did at an early age. But thank goodness you had the strength, the power, and the endurance to have self-realization and to come out of it. But as I usually ask this, all the time when I hear these stories. And uh, what was it? Because I heard you when you said you went to a doctor, then somebody offered you a modeling career. Mm-hmm. You started that, and then something happened, and you regressed, and you went into maybe, let's just call it the dark side. Mm-hmm. What was it when you were offered these good things, this career, what was it that made you turn to the dark side, and then once you got into the dark side, what was it inside of you to say, wait a minute, this is enough, this ain't right, this ain't cool, let me uh, change up and do something different. So what happened at both stages of life? How could you fall victim in the first place, and then when you were the victim, how did you come out of it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a great question. Well, when I first, before I became a victim, you're saying, why did I want to get off into? Uh, yeah, what made you? What made you do it when you had, you were offered a career in modeling, and which a lot of people would love to have that opportunity, and it was given to you, and you just said, well, the hell with that. Let me go over here and do all this other stuff. Yeah, well, it's from what I was saying with the abuse that led to the choice that I made because um, had I not been physically and sexually abused like that, um, I don't think I would have strayed off of that path. But I think that because I did, like I didn't know how to express the pain that I was enduring. That when a, mm-hmm. when a, any child, whether it's male or female, is sexually abused, you have to internalize a lot of that pain and anger, and it just comes out in 
you know, not being productive in life. Like most it's docu it's scientific research that most people that are abused um suffer from drug addiction. Not everyone, but most of them suffer from drug addiction, anger issues, uh sexual promiscuity and so forth. So that is what put a damper on my career was the fact that simultaneously while I was having a, a successful career as a child, I was also experiencing abuse, and I didn't know how to process those emotions. We didn't even talk about things like that back then. So all I know is I just, by the time I hit 12, you know, we when your hormones start growing up a little bit, I just mm-hmm. turned ugly. I went totally dark. You know, I didn't understand it. I just did. Well, and then, then what made you uh-huh. come out of it? Mm-hmm. And what 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 hit you to say, wait a minute, this just ain't too cool? I gotta yeah, get back. Then, exactly. So then, after you get start getting knocked in the head so many times, you start mm-hmm. waking up. I mean, what else? Like I said, I you know got myself in certain situations, not blaming myself, but I'm just saying, hanging out in the wrong environment where, you know, I've had to experience more uh, sexual abuse with via rape, you know. Um, I got in physical fights with people. Of course, you know, I've been robbed. I mean, just everything negative that you could imagine a person going through with, with violence and street life and stuff, I've been going through it. So after a while, you like – you know what, you keep hanging out with crackheads or or gangbangers or whatever, you're going to keep getting burnt. So you finally get tired of all this craziness in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, my life was going nowhere. And um, I think that, like I said, I think the arts helped, helped kind of mm-hmm. bring me up out of it eventually. Also, my mother planted a seed because she was an educator. You know, I did return back to okay, I need to do better with my life. I could do better. And then the fact that my when my brother-in-law just straight out said I was a bum, you know, <laughs> I was like 25, it just hit me like, dang, I'm, I'm not doing nothing. I don't have any kind of career ambitions or anything, you know. So, um, so that's what made me return back to what I loved to do. And that was the best thing, the best decision that I could have made in my life because I'm telling you guys, when you return to what you're passionate about, it doesn't have to be something in the entertainment like acting or singing or music or whatever. Just like what, even if it was hair or if you, if you had a passion about being a chef, just return to what you love to do because that's part of self-love. That makes mm-hmm. you love yourself more when you're on your passion of doing what you truly love. If it's helping others, do that. I mean, I, and Lorenzo can vouch that as such a strong component and a path to healing yourself is to go out and help someone else. Because when you give to others, that makes you feel good, that makes them feel good, and everybody's so much happier. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel you on that, and it is just like here at T25C Old Entertainment. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to our website, but this site was really kind of created for distribution for music and film for independent artists. Mm-hmm. This whole Galaxy Talk Radio was never part of our plan. Neither was the 24/7 radio, but mm-hmm. now that we've gotten into this, the Galaxy Talk Radio and the thousands of people that we have reached out to and communicated with all over the world and to 
hear stories like yours and and Sister Candace from uh, New Jersey. I spoke with her today too, and and you guys just have such parallel lives. And then what you have gone through in your past, and now to come out of it, and now to get out here and help others, it it just makes us look at our mission here. And then the way uh, we met Lorenzo, Lorenzo just called in on one of the shows one night. And he called in on um, Rosalind's show. And I just told Rosalind, grab that brother. Grab it. He needs to be a, a part of this. And so next thing you know, uh, he ended up with his own talk show. And now he's out. Here's my, here. hey, here's my 177th show tonight. Uh, wow, show. And, see, and, it's, and it's the same thing with him from the life that he came out of to where he is right now. And 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 so he's done put down the machine gun, and now he's passing out bread and and, and helping folks and giving giving opportunities instead of taking life, he's giving life. And, and so this is all part of the second chance, and and just like our film project, Sins of Seventy Two, that's going to be coming up. It's all about self redemption. You know, all of us have done something in our past. And, and the more I listen to you and, and what I know about Mo and Sister Candace and the other brothers back there in, in New Jersey, what he's gone through, and then the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other people. I mean, there's been more Ninas on this show, believe me. And, and But the thing of it is, no matter what, you turn your life around for the better. And this makes me feel good, too, because and here it is. People, this is probably one of the only radio talk shows in the world that you can hear people talk this kind of stuff. And so, so I'm proud of you here at C25CL Entertainment. I'm definitely proud of my big brother there, uh, Mo, and, and for what he's doing and his accomplishments. And so I just want both of you guys to keep up the great work. And this is what this platform is for, for you guys to express yourself. And uh, you're always welcome here at T25CL Entertainment. For sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, yeah. We have another guest on the line. Uh, Rosalind Jordan Mills, are you on the line? I am. How are you, sir? All right. I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. How do you like our guest? This is Nina Womack. To me, she's a legend, you know what I mean, for what she's been through, for what she's been through and what she's doing now. You know, we need to brand our new legends now. You know, we need to start recognizing people that's doing things today. You know, we already got Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and all these other people. Well, what about people like yourself from T25, too? You know, help changing the world, getting information out there, having part of the machine that's out there that was needed out there. Uh, do you have any questions for the guests, or do you have any enlightenment for the guests? She is, she is, oh, well, hello, hello. First of all, it's great to meet you. Thank you. Uh, um, you. <laughs> uh, you are a phenomenal woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal. phenomenal. <laughs> you are phenomenal. I, I love your story. You know, I, you know, you see so many stories such as yours. Um, that don't make it out, mm-hmm, that are mm-hmm, fall by the mm-hmm. wayside. 
or mm-hmm. or are six feet under. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've seen it myself in mm-hmm. my life. I can give my testimony. And so many that I've seen, you know, around me. But to see what you have pulled yourself out of, I know you've had encouragement around you, people who would encourage you. You had your, your mother, you know, who planted that seed, who educated you, but you still had family members who called you a bum and said you weren't about going to be a mountain to anything. I think that was your that was your, your, your the fire underneath you because you <laughs> knew that you were gonna be something. You said I, I Maybe one time I thought I was nothing because I always let somebody, I mean, this is what you may have been thinking, that, you know, you let other people say, uh, other people rule how you felt about yourself. Mm. Because we're always wanting other people to acknowledge us or to mm. encourage or to lift us up. But there's a song that I have on my album that says, if when there's no one else around to encourage you, Encourage yourself. And my sister, I give my hats off to you because that's exactly what you do. You know, you love yourself mm-hmm. enough to say, you know what, I'm more than this. I'm more than exactly. a conqueror. And I'm going to do all things, okay? So yes, I, I encourage you, you know, that, that, you know, whatever you do, you know, you love yourself. Even mm-hmm. if nobody else does. The encouragement that you get to yourself because you got to lay down and rise up with you. Okay? Mm-hmm. When you get up and look at yourself in that mirror, say that man in the mirror, well, it's that woman in the mirror. So you mm-hmm. speak to yourself and say, self, hey, you're beautiful today, my sister. Mm-hmm. You got to say that every day. You're beautiful today, my sister. Whether nobody loves you, I love you. And you're speaking mm-hmm. to the woman in the mirror. So I, I, I love what you're doing. I'm looking at your website here. You're a beautiful woman, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. That's right. So I, I, I really uh, I love your work. I, I, um, um, great to meet you, and I, I look to see for greater things. I mean, now you're part of the family. You're part of the family now. <laughs> uh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. You know, and, and, I, and I'm one day, and I know that Andre and I have been um, talking about this as well, is that we're going to have an event, and I'm speaking, and words being spoke, spoken out from my mouth to God's ears, that we're going to bring all our guests, all our radio show hosts and the guests that we have, and bring us all together, because if there's one thing that we need to continue to do, and I know that you're doing that not only for yourself, but for those around you, those people that you're encouraging, um, get your fundraisers and, you know, all your dealings with the real estate and the catering and, you know, all that, those things that you're doing with the entertainment mm. and uh, you, you're really stretching yourself, but this is your passion. So mm-hmm. when, when it's passion, you're good at it. You know, you're going to be mm-hmm. excellent because this is what you want to do. And ain't nobody mm-hmm. going to sidetrack you and don't let nobody sidetrack you because you're on a straight path. Okay. But, exactly. you know, we're together and just, you know, have a time of just coming face to face and start networking. If there's one thing we need to continue to do is continue to network. And though you, you, you again, my brother, I had it, my hat's off to you, okay? But hey, uh, we're trying, we gonna blow this up. I don't mean blow it up. Let me watch what I say on the phone. I don't mean <laughs> blow it. Up. I mean we gonna, you know, take it to the galaxy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We gotta be careful. Hey, we gotta be careful with our words, y'all. Exactly. You know, but I appreciate you coming on the line. You know what it is after this show. 
I will be able to uh, email you this show so you can actually go ahead and utilize it yourself, Nina. You know what I mean? You can go back and listen yeah, to and it. I, and I want to put this out there, too, what the sister just said. I've been event planning for over 20 years, and I am an expert at what I do. So if you guys need help with pulling that together, with having the radio show event, Look at your girl. Holler at your girl. Well, hey, you know what? One thing that we need to do, if you, if you don't mind, I'll have Lorenzo share your contact information with us, and we will definitely talk. What area? I didn't get where you're living right now. Where are you? Where I'm are in you? I'm in Los Angeles, South Los Angeles. Oh, oh well, you're right down the street from me. All right. Very good. All right. All right. Good. Good. All right. So, we'll, yeah, anytime. I'll, anytime. I'll have to go share your contact information with us and and we'll meet. Well, I mean, uh, since you're here, you know, um, you're right here. You and I and Zoe and, and uh, the chief, we can meet up and, and just sit down. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah, because that's one thing that's awesome. is get everybody together, all of our artists, radio personalities, some of our guests that have been on the shows, and we just want to have a nice function and have a nice T25CL function and get everybody together, and it's just been a goal of ours, uh, something that we want to do, so hopefully, if, if we're blessed, maybe we could have it sometime at, by the end of the year. But, That'll be uh, awesome. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, and if, if not, we will, then we'll do it in the spring and stuff once all the rain. No, 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 no. It would be great to have it. It, it would be great to have it five uh, years in. It would be great. Yes, yes, yes. We want to. Well, that's, yeah, that's because, easy. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead, oh, Nina. No, I was just saying that's very simple. That gives us way plenty of lead time. So we should sit down and meet about it ASAP and we can make it happen. That's it. Okay. That's, that's, yeah, that is definitely a goal of ours. And, and um, let's let's talk about that one then. And let's do it. Let's do it. We we need to bring this whole family together because everybody's looking at us right now. Hey, T two five L, when you gonna do it again? When we gonna get back on that big stage yeah. again? Yeah. yeah, and all of that and stuff. So. Yeah, and my company, you guys, just so you know, is uh, Transmedia three hundred and sixty. It's a multimedia company and brand management. So. Um, I have a lot, you know, a lot of artists, especially as a festival producer and so forth. Um, you know, I've worked with a lot of artists, so independent artists over the years, too. So, um, yeah, let's put, let's have a big party because I got some hot talent as well. Well, great, 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 great. Well, I got ideas going through my head right now. And, and so, okay, yeah. When I come when I come home down to LA, then we we probably need to get together and start talking about it. Oh yeah, I okay. love that right there. Um, hey Nina, I have a question. By being you were saying who you was around, who's your auntie? What was that name again? Nina Horn. Uh no, Mary. I said Mary Wells was my mother-in-law with Motown, the Motown singer. Mm-hmm. Mary Wells. I was asking How was it being around a person like that with that strategic? lifestyle and it's just famous as out of them more than outdoors. I mean, how was that just being around those type of people? I mean, I've been around people. I'm just asking you, you know, the Womax and like you say, this was your your people, your family member and I mean it's big to say something like that. So what was that yeah, lifestyle no, it, around them? It was it was exciting to go, you know, to the different concerts, to be 
in the studio to uh, hear different deals being made with the major label. You know, like I think she was signed to Sony at one point. It was a lot of different major labels she was signed to. So being involved in that mix, I've been around the music industry since I was a teenager because I was with him. So I was always at behind, you know, backstage at a concert or in the studio or something like that involved with the uh, business discussions of the music industry, so I learned a lot. But th- this family was so um, musically talented and has contributed so much to uh, our society, especially with R&B music, because, you know, not only did I go to Mary Wells' concerts and I lived with her, she would uh, tell me a lot about uh, Motown and Barry Gordy and teach us about the music industry, what she experienced in the music industry, but then um, I heard Bobby's stories, and then I didn't know until I was, married, you know, in the family that Bobby was, like, had the magnitude of what he did as an artist. Like, everybody from the Rolling Stones have, have done Bobby Womack songs. Like, I didn't know he wrote for the Rolling Stones until I was in the family. So just to discover him and and his talent was just amazing. And then my father-in-law, Mary's ex-husband, he married, wound up marrying Sam Cooke's daughter, Linda Cook. So, you know, I had that whole thing with uh, uh, Womack and Womack and them singing as a couple and, you know, being around Sam Cooke's family. And the generations, it just continues. Like my ex-husband, he's a, a producer for Snoop Dogg now, but... um that family is just powerful with the with the music talent that they have, and just a, a tight knit family. And I was glad to be a part of it, and still am. Um, and so, yeah, that's why, and that's my stage name, Nina Womack. That was my legal name, and uh, I'm always going to represent the Womacks because they're a part of me. They're a major part of my life. So yeah, I loved it. That's, that's, that's wonderful. You know, I'm up here looking at you know, put up your biography online. I mean, I'm looking at it says something about uh, IMDb. What is that? I mean, that's this is IMDb is a mo- is a movie database that was created. It stands for International Movie Database. That's what IMDb is, and basically, it's a website that somebody started that compiles. Uh, different film and TV credits that people earned in the industry. It's not always 100% accurate with all your credits. So, like, my credits on IMDb, which is International Movie Database, will show me acting and acting and producing the different credits that I've had working on films, but that's not – that's maybe – one-fourth of, of the amount of projects that I've worked on. So I've produced... Okay, because I'm looking at, let me see, I'm looking at maybe at least 15 projects, films. So you do acting like that. I mean, I think I'm looking at 15 movies, films that, you know, that's up under your name. So you had that much films you was involved with like that? Yeah, well, wait, like I said, way more, but, you know, that's probably one-third of the stuff that I've done, and that doesn't include, festive, you know, events. Like, I do mansion parties, you know, different various types of events. That stuff's not on there. Um, I just, I do multimedia, you know, so you, that just shows, reflects my film stuff, and it's not wow. all of it. You know, it's not the plays that I've, uh, last year I directed and produced 
and acted in a murder a comic murder mystery that we sold out. That was off the chain. So I direct and produce plays, events, film, and uh, multimedia, basically. Okay, because I'm checking it out. I'm like, okay, what well, does this mean that she did all these films? She was a part of all these films right here. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was the yes, biggest yes, film yes. that you? What was the biggest film that you was a part of that you really liked that you love to be like you like love to do a, be a, uh, at least do a part two of it? What's the best film you like? Mm, I don't want to do a part two that I was in. Mm, it's really like what you know, you know, because like I heard uh, the chief asking you what really made you change. Do you feel it was your soul that changed? Well, well. The the movie to date that I've acted in, I don't, I really can't comment on what I would want to do again. But I do have a movie um, that I'm producing that I, I want. You know, this is like pretty much at an Academy Award winning level. So I want to see that movie done, which is based on a uh, true story that happened during uh, the Civil War. This woman is a uh, was a slave with a photographic and audiographic memory and she was raised by a abolitionist slave owner who purchased her freedom this white lady and so um this is a female action spy movie because what happened is her abolitionist slave owner recruited her this is a true story re- recruited her to go live in president jefferson davis's house to play his dumb servant, and this woman was highly intelligent. She could hear or read something one time and memorize it verbatim. So she lived in President Jefferson Davis's house and was listening to all of the the, the South battle plans. And the CIA has these people, these two women online, as that they're the reason why we are free to this day. Because that young black slave that was so intelligent, she was the inside woman in that Confederate White House that was telling all the battle plans. So that's the f- movie that is, like, in my mind that I re- really want to be a part of and yeah. be made. And the funding on that one, that one right there, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, well, let me tell you how God Let me tell you how God works because we have a trailer, which I can send you. I, I We got funding to shoot the pitch trailer of it because, you know, that's a bigger budget since it's a period piece. But um, someone, so I shot the trailer. I sent it off to a friend who said they had access to funding. And literally last week we just did a conference call with a capital investment company. They saw the trailer and they loved the project and they're interested in doing it. But what they did say is they see it as a television series and would I be open to that. So I said yes. So I'm changing it from a feature film into a television series, and yeah, they love it. And I yeah, that makes have sense. Reason. That makes more sense. Yeah, 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 that makes more sense. So I'm looking forward. They are hot on the project, and uh, it looks like the way things are going, we'll be moving forward on the television series. But yeah, that's they're they're uh, our unsung heroes that was never, you know, we just are not privy to. I don't know why they give us five heroes, which is Rosa Parks and. Martin Luther King and Harriet Tubman, but it was a lot of people that um, laid down, they, you know, did what they had to do to ensure our freedom, like you said, both white and black, you know. Of course, 
Why do you think that these investors now are looking at going to television rather than to the big screen with a film? What is your take on that? Why they wanted to go that option? Um, Mm -hmm. I think because they probably feel like they would have a better chance at monetizing it um, spread out over 10 episodes as opposed to if you have one big budget picture, then, you know, you got to make all this profit for the investor. Like you have to make whatever the cost was plus double or triple that for it to, you know, even be beneficial. So I think that they think that – 10 episodes and with licensing and so forth that it would make more sense financially. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. And how do you feel about it? Would you rather for your story to be on the screen or on television with your personal Well, I I totally love their idea, which is why I'm revising it now because when I had it as a film, um, you have to create what's called a a pitch deck, a movie pitch deck or a Bible, a pitch Bible. And so that's where you put in your ideal cast. If you had all this money, who you would want in it. And I had a lot of people like uh, Kate Winslet, um, Tom Hanks, you know, so that was going to cost a fortune. Now, doing it with the TV as a television series, you know, then that changes the whole game. You don't have to have all those major celebrities in there. You can have a couple of um, celebrities, but then you open up the door to have some unknowns be a part of it. If you look at Queen Sugar, Queen Sugar doesn't have all A-list. So, you know, she have a couple of known people, the one I think from True Blood, and everybody else is unknown. Or if you look at Greenleaf, you got Lynn Whitfield and one other person. But So this makes me happier because we had some people in the trailer that we utilized that were really, really talented, but they weren't these big, huge-name actors. And I still wanted them to be a part of it in the actual project. So now that this has transpired, I think that, you know, I can definitely bring them on and it's feasible. Now, talking about vision and alignment and all that, I, like you said about independent music, I am an independent artist, an independent filmmaker. So I worked with other people, but I never chose to go into the studio system and chase after Fox Network and CBS and stuff because I saw too many of my friends who did where they basically got raped. They came out spending their life creating a film or a television series or whatever, then the studio is involved, they finance it, so you don't see nothing. they just going to kick you and you've done all this work for, for no reason. So I was like, Nina, it's best to do it independent so then that way – you know, it would be more revenue that can be kept and you would yeah. have more say on how you want things to go. You know, you don't have to answer to them, well, we only want A-list actors and you can't bring no nobody you want on. Now, so this opportunity opened up with these this capital equity firm that they're not in the studio system. They're not, this is not Fox. This is a equity investment company that invests in all kinds of things, including media projects. So there you have more flexibility. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's better that way, too, that they're not a Mm -hmm. part of the system because they look at it as an investment. They know the stuff on television and movies makes money. 
you can see that. And um, but it's good that they're not a part of the system because once you you start dealing with people inside of the system itself, the Hollywood system, now they got their own formula that they work mm-hmm. off, and it's just just impossible for us to do it. But if they do bring you in, believe you me, you you go come out of that a very angry person. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. At the end, once it said, you know, because if they got a finance at 100%, and then the accounting methods that they use in Hollywood with all these other costs that you did have no idea of, you can make a billion dollars at, at the box office. They'll still tell you they lost money. Exactly. And, and, exactly. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So when you choose that path and, you you know, you're not going to be all up, when you choose to go the independent route like that, well, big goals take time. You know, I'm from the hood. I'm from South L.A. I wasn't born with a whole big bankroll in my bank account. So I had to start from absolutely nothing. But when you are determined, when you are passionate about something, then by any means necessary, Will you move forward? I haven't let any barriers such as lack of funds or anything uh, prevent me from pursuing my credits, That, which is a small amount of what uh, Zoe just talked about. You know what I'm saying? I haven't let anything. So now I feel like God is finally saying, okay, Nina, your season is here. You're groomed now. You have all this experience. So now I'm aligning you with the financial resources that you need. And this is just a blessed position to be in right now. Boy, you would be surprised how much our lives are parallel right now. Wow. Wow. The things that you're saying right now just happened to to us. Wow. Uh, it's just incredible. I mean, wait a minute. I think I thought no, we just aligned with each other. Yeah, man, this is absolutely incredible because uh, since the 72, our film project here, is we've been having this for 12 years now. But, you know, mm-hmm. but it was meant to go to the screen. And we met with some uh, TV producer types a couple of weeks ago, and they said, oh, no, don't even think about taking this to the screen. Take this to the network. And you use another word that they use too, Bible. They use mm-hmm. that word. They even used it again today when I was talking to them on the phone today. Because you have a Bible of information here, and you would do it injustice by putting it on the screen. You have so much, and we can stretch this thing out for several seasons. Mm-hmm. And so what, what you just said is that. Same thing. I said, holy wow. crap. I thought I was a trick on me here or something. It's the same thing. And, and Rosa was there to meet me. She, I, she can bear witness. Everything I'm telling you right now is <laughs> sitting right there when they said it. And, and, and you so, know, you know, <laughs> being in this industry, how many people talk, oh, I, I can help get funny for your movie. I can do this. I can do that. And, you know, we I'm from here, so I haven't heard it all. And a lot of this stuff has not been legitimate. And let me tell you, this phone call I had with this company is got to be the most legitimate, biggest opportunity I've ever had. So I looked them up and did my due diligence. This company is on the SEC, 
They are on Bloomberg. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this ain't no joke right here. So it's up to me to close it, but they love the project, and they are very, very interested in making it happen, and that's what I intend to do. Yeah, great. Super, super fantastic. Boy, I'm telling you, it, it's just incredible, the things that you just said. It, it's it's the same thing. It's the same formula. And, and these people, what's happening right now, because of these black shows that are, are making it over the networks right now, so they're seeing your project, they're seeing our project in the same sort of light. Because there's one thing about these people, they want to get up here and be bigger and better than the ones that are out there right now. And and they're seeing that with your project and they're, and they're seeing it with our project. The same thing. And the, it's the upside possibility. And so... Well, that's all the more reason why we're going to get together because we need to talk about that event, and I'd like to hear about your project. You can hear about mine, and let's just work to make a difference in this world and create art, you know? Okay. All right. We'll do that face-to-face. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Counting Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We have Nina Womack on the line. Nina, is there any way how people get in contact with you? Sure, sure, sure. You can call, uh, my email is transmedia, and that's T as in Tom, R, A, N as in Nancy, S as in Sam, media, 360 at gmail.com, transmedia360 at gmail.com. You can Facebook me, Nina Womack. Um, I'm on Twitter. So just hit me up. You can go to my website, too. That's transmedia360.net. All right. All right. Uh, anybody have any more questions in the last words for the guests? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I mean, this is yeah, because I, I think it's like Chief was saying. I mean, uh, Nina, this uh, – this was a predestined God-ordained meeting system because what she was saying, you know, you parallel everything that you you are going through is the same thing that, that, you know, T25CL is going through as well. Um, And, you know, it it can only go up, you know, and go past the galaxy. So so I just, I look forward to meeting you and, and, um, you know, speaking with you, meeting you face to face and, uh, like Joe says, and Chief, and we all say, hey, let's make it yeah. happen. Amen. Amen. I'm with it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. What would you say, Zoe? You broke up a little. Oh, he, he said uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Okay, all right. Looking forward to it. So what I'm going to tell me, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I want to thank Nina for calling in at this last minute. I, you know, I was just going to do the show, but it's exciting on how I could just, like, make a call 30 minutes, 15 minutes, five minutes to film the show and just find people that's really interested in doing things like that because it's hard to get people to be consistent in coming on shows like this, so... I just want to just give a big up to Nina or Mac for calling in, keeping her word, helping me out, helping T25 out. 
You're welcome to come back Always. anytime. And you can even actually get interviewed on their shows too, because you know Rosalind has a show, and the Chief has a show. He has, you know what I mean. So I'm not the only show you can get on. You know, it might be different factors mm-hmm. of subject. You and Rosalind might want to have a lady talk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some for the women. You know, so talk to Rosalind and get on her show. Because I would, I would love, love to, that. Uh, yeah, I would love to do uh, all women panel, women who are in the industry that can share their knowledge, their wisdom, their stories, and how, um, as black women, business women, how to overcome in this industry. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, a lot of times, it's harder for us as women, let alone black women, to uh, be successful in this industry. So that would be a great show, just have an all-women mm-hmm. panel. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's an excellent idea. I'm totally down, so you keep me right. informed when you want to do it. That's great. When is your show? When the, what days are your show? I, you my show is on Wednesday nights at 730. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So uh, I Facebook friend requested you, so um, you should see that after a while. Okay. <laughs> All right, awesome. All right, very good. All right, all right, all right. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is Compton Politics Worldwide. This is T25CL.com, Yalish Talk Radio, Entertainment Company, Worldwide Distribution. We got a 24-hour radio station on T25. Get it on your phone, get it on your computer. Forget about Pandora. Forget about Spotify. Forget about all of them. Come to T25, really. <laughs> Listen to the radio. That's right. You got KTLA. You got all the other stations. But come to yeah. T25. Put it on your phone when you're in the office, when you're in the church. We're playing all type of music on the radio. So yeah. even if you got music on your own, we will play your music on the radio. Yeah, I want to. I want some more information. I'll talk to you about that because I told you I have these artists, and so I'd like to submit tracks and for uh, possible spins, and we'll work it out. We'll see how all that goes. Yeah, for sure. And also, sure. if you have uh, filmmakers too with independent films, uh, mm-hmm. I do bring bring their films here for rental. So you can't download anybody's film. You can uh, rent it for forty eight hours. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, features or shorts or both? It doesn't matter or what? Hey, look at here. Hey, yo, shorts. Awesome. Okay. We That's got it. films on there for 20 minutes, and then we got United. We stand our film. You got to see it for yourself. That's two hours and nine minutes of what you do to credit rolls, about two hours and 18 minutes. And it's a reason I know this over the time, the typical time limit for Hollywood. But so look at here. Once you see it, You'll say, dang, it's over with already. And uh, <laughs> you'll see what I'm talking about. Matter of fact, let's hook her up with a code so you don't have to pay the five ninety five, Nina. We want you to see Oh, the so good. Yeah. Nice. Hook her up, Chief. Hook her up. No, Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I love you guys already. You my oh. family. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Y'all family. <laughs> Give me your email address again. I'm going to send it to you right now. Sure. Transmedia. So, trans, T-R-A-N-S, then media, 360, mm-hmm. at Gmail. Okay, 360 at Gmail. I'm going to look you up right now. All right. And then once you're ready, look at uh, 
United We Stand, go to your computer, have your sound, have your nice sound system ready to go, and just kick back, but you're going to be jumping up and down out the chair. And then you might cry a little bit. Then you're going to get up and jump up and down a little bit. Yeah. Even you got old, little old me jumping up and down. Every oh, time oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And I'm going to download the app, too. Lorenzo sent me the link on my phone, so I'll be sure to download it. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We are live. We are shutting down. Y'all know how I do it. I ain't wasting no time. Uh, we'll be back same time next time next week, 730. Hey, remember, man, let's pray for them folks out there in Las Vegas, man. That's the first thing we need to do. I mean, that was terrible on what happened out there. You feel what I'm saying? That could have been us out there. And just so having that, it was supposed to be a black rap concert the next day, and that's the one he wanted to shoot up. So whatever, whatever rapper he didn't like, they gave him the wrong date. So he didn't care about who he shot. He just wanted to shoot people because he was in the state of mind. That's what we were working on his mental health stuff because people have been in states of mind um, out here, and, and you, sometimes it just takes a, a nice word to snap them out of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we all about youth need help. No, it's some adults. I ran into an adult the other day. This dude is a sensei karate master. Uh, he's a teacher. He's a dictator, right? And, and I, I just met him at this time. And I'm just going to tell you this real quick. This was going on. This is where the guy got a job and everything. But when he walked up and the people, and he was talking about, you know, his talking to his family, was just, but he was speaking out of distress on how bad he felt because he knocked out one of his friends the day before. So this was just a regular guy that worked a job, and I just heard him talk, and he was like, yeah, man, you know, but it's talking to his family. He was like, yeah, you know, I feel real bad, you know, because I got my, I'm licensed. My hands are licensed. He said, but it's just the pressure that made me snap. And I just got, like, got in the car. I said, brother, you know what? I'm so proud that you saying this because you look like a regular guy. You're a right by citizen. You pay your taxes, and you sitting there saying that you feel bad because you just lost it. You lost it. He said, because he got to talking about how he got bills, he got issues. And I was like, that's interesting hearing a regular guy that don't look like he have problems said he snapped. So we have to be more cautious and more open about when people walk up, walk around you. Really figure out if he's okay. Really, really figure out if they're okay, if they're feeling all right. Listen to the words they saying. Sometimes when people talk to you, you don't supposed to respond. You don't supposed to give no opinion. You're supposed to just sit there and listen. They might sound whack. They might sound crazy. But let them just vent. Let them be right at the moment because they're going to figure it out if they're right or wrong at the end of the day. So this is just my, you know, my community advice to the people that's really listening to us about change out here. Let's start really listening to people cry. A lot of things that's in front of us is not what we see. It's not. It's something else. I have a picture. My buddy is starting a new, like, trend. And he has this one picture. But he has a little small picture over in the corner but he has asked me what the picture really looked like. But the picture in the corner is just a box. And the way you see this uh, this, this look of what's in this picture, you see like it's two people stabbing each other, right? But when you blow the picture up, 
it's really a guy running with a guy running behind him to stab him in the back. So what he's trying to do is show you exactly what the news is just going to show you. They're not going to show you the whole picture. They're going to show you just a little bit to make you think that something is wrong and it's not. Um, a lot of things that's uh, losers and, and propaganda that's going on with this, like these murders, they even say that the murder in Vegas was a, one of those acting murders where they had a lot of actors and all that type of stuff. And I mean, it's like you got to really look at what's really going on out here. And I, I looked at that, I'm like, wow, you trying to tell me all that was actors? They just staged that in the news, take that and know how to edit it and make it look like it. And you got people that know how to lie and say something happened, and it didn't. So I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying it did happen. Uh, yeah, I know a person that was active. Yeah. Huh? They, they call them crisis actors, and that's what they use them for, situations like that. And I've heard that already, too, from somebody that that was all a crisis actors situation. May have been some people that still died, but they had crisis actors uh, come in there. I've seen other videos, too, where they had some dead folks up under the blankets. Then next thing you know, they thought the camera stopped, and here it is. They come crawling from under the blanket. They're supposed to be dead. You've got to be kidding me. Yep. Yep. I've seen some video clips from that stuff. So it's on YouTube, or you got to find it? I saw it. Uh, where did I see that? I think it was on YouTube. Just stumbled, You know, you stumble across stuff. You be looking at things, and you go to the next one. And then it, 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 I saw it. Dude, start uh, taking the blanket off, getting from under there, just like if it was on the television show. You know, you get shot in the television show, the scene is over, it's okay, let me go to the dressing room. And, and so, no, that crisis actor stuff is real. It's real, and, and they do that in a lot of these high-profile shootings. They do that type wow. of stuff. Wow, and, you know, and you know, if you really look at YouTube, they're showing there was a shoot on the fourth floor and the fifth floor. There's no telling, man. Really? Yeah, it was four. It was like three shooters. It was one on the fifth floor and one on the fourth floor. And I actually could see the fire coming out the room. Mm-hmm. You can see the gun. To do. You can see it with somebody in these rooms. And when as they shoot, the, light, the room will light up. The whole room will light up. Yeah, man. You, you just don't know. You can't put anything past these people. It's it, it same thing like with the World Trade Building. And those, those, you know, no two planes brought those buildings down. And you see another plane with a building seven just fell down for no reason at all. Look, whole building just don't fall. Come on, right. man. Somebody right. died somewhere along the way. That's why that, that film, Wag the Dog, I don't know if you guys ever saw it. They really brought that stuff out in that film, Wag the Dog. And how they really use these crisis actors in these type of situations, and when they have certain political needs and want to do some distractions away from people, here it is they do certain things. I mean, look at this whole Trump situation. The Russians, the stuff they get ready to busting, then all of a sudden, hurricane hits Florida, hurricane hits Houston, and now here it is California just burning up on fire. And so, man, you know, you just have to be cognizant. Of what's happening out here, and exactly. these people—they in control of every freaking thing that's happening out here, and they really happy too. Calls I got today from from L.A. from 
people in the in the mix, they happy as hell that Weinstein got busted and he's gone. Because he was dirty. He was dirty, 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 dirty. No good. And and they were happy. They they dance in the street now that he is gone. Because he, he, he just didn't play by the rules whatsoever. So wow. keep an open mind and everything that you become part of and who you're dealing with. And uh, because this, this is just a really, let's say, unfair wor- world right now for the want of a much cooler word. Right, right. So, you know, I just want to put that little extra out there. You know, educate the community also with some things, you know, to keep on their mind. But you do have to be aware out there in these communities. You've got to watch people when they're walking down the street with their hands in their pocket. Watch people behind you in their car. Watch who's following you. Watch at the light. Don't be parking two feet away from some people's cars. Park car length so when something goes on, you can drive away. You feel me? Just a little insights on how to stay aware out there. You know, because a lot of people underestimate things where you at. I mean, everywhere I'm going, I'm looking for whatever can go down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So let's just start being the worst so we can live longer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just about it. Like I said, this is Captain Politics. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. I want to thank Nina Womack for calling in. Nina, give me like about an hour. Is the show a download, and you actually will have the same show. You can do anything with it. You know, you can be in places and just turn it on on a loudspeaker. You know what I mean? And people just hear you on you can use it for marketing and branding yourself. So you actually explain things about what you do. Uh, so this is a great opportunity. I was glad I was able to be a part of, you know, giving you a tool you can work with after it's done. So a lot of people, you, you want to just use you and just, you know, we were in T25, we just utilize people. We don't use people. We utilize them. We come together and try to make a partnership. And I think this 2017 year is going to be great for T25 sale for the community. Um, some other things we're going to do together. So, like I said, it's T25CL.com, Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is Compton Politics. Five, four, three, two, one. Compton Politics. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.